0: You are listening to the Curious Human Podcast, powered by the Prairie Collective. This is a space for you to deepen your wellness practices, connect with humans that inspire your evolution, and learn about things that will help you navigate the challenges of the human experience. I'm your host, Rochelle Taylor, and I'm honored to have a super special guest with us for our very first live podcast recording the amazing, the creative, the talented, the inspired, Monique Pontel. Monique is a lover of stories, human connection, and their power to transform. She's an international photographer and host of creative workshops, and she lives her life like one beautiful moving prayer. She's also a belly laugher, a world traveler, Lululemon ambassador, and climber of big-ass mountains. So we're gonna talk today a little bit about living a creative life, about books and travel and things that make your heart excited. Um, But before we dive in, we are gonna give love to our sponsor. So this episode is brought to you by Prairie Snowflake, a winter wellness retreat in the heart of Canada where you are the creator of your own custom itinerary. Choose from over 40 wellness workshops with inspiring humans from across Canada, including Monique. It's all happening February 1st and 2nd in Winnipeg, Manitoba at the iconic Fort Gary Hotel. You can save 10% off your ticket with code CURIOUSHUMANPODCAST and you can make the investment in self at theprairiecollective.com. Okay, let's dive right in. Hi, Monique. Hi. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. Good. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, so, I wanted to start off with what has been a top hot-button topic that I keep hearing about is your Instagram. People are going wild <laughs> over your feed, and it feels like, and of course, I was one of your original followers, I've been following you since the beginning, and it feels like, while well, you've always been this um, sharer of great visuals, and really inspired through visuals, that you're stepping into your voice as a writer. And so I wanna know, what inspired
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here, and thanks for everyone for showing up. This is a live recording, so um, I have a little bit of imposter syndrome. When (laughs) Rochelle told me we were doing a live podcast, I was like, cool, so, like, my mom will come, and, (laughs) like, maybe two of my friends, but this is a packed house, so I'm really grateful for each of you um, to come out, uh, especially right after the holidays, because it's a crazy time of year, so really, really happy to see everyone here. Um, so going to your question, um, about my Instagram and storytelling, yeah, it's felt like it's kind of blown up lately. Like, um, I would say the past maybe three or four posts that I've shared, um, I've been more intentional about sharing with words rather than, um, just through visuals. Um, I'm a photographer, so that's kind of how I navigate my world. Um, my work sort of lies in this really special intersection of, um, creativity and love and places where women gather, um, and, uh, and connection and nature. Um, and so it's really, it's really been amazing. And Instagram is this awesome platform that I can just, you know, put up a photo and you can feel something just by looking at it. Um, and I've sort of ignored the caption kind of area. and like, magic sparkle emoji you know and not that I was really being lazy but I just um um I guess I've just felt a lot more called to speak honestly and real um with everyone And, and um for me Instagram's never been a place to like get more followers or anything like that I think it's like it's weird this idea of um, putting out, being vulnerable, and then people are attracted to that, um, and then you get like more followers. It's just a weird. It's just a weird world. Instagram can be a very weird world. Um, but I'm really trying to, um, I guess, tell real stories because that is where my passion is. Like I'm such um, a lover of humanity, and if you sit down with anyone, um, be it like a friend or a stranger. Uh, everyone has a heartbreaking story to tell you. Like, it doesn't matter who you are in the world, and um, and I'm just obsessed with it. So uh, my life has been filled with lots of travel, and I'm often on my own, so I have a lot of these interactions with strangers, and i am just kind of been collecting stories Um, and so yeah so recently I've been sharing a lot and there's been um, a lot of feedback which has felt really cool and really real um, which is uh, yeah the most important thing in my life I think
0: and so in that deciding to share more how does that feel what was the process for you in terms of going from magic sparkle emoji to like (laughs) my heart on in words yeah, uh,
1: I mean, the stories have always been there. Um, I'm a writer. My background is 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 um, writing and communications in general, um, but I think I've just been way more inspired to to tell those stories and. Um, not that I was guarded before at all, but um, recently I've had some pretty amazing life experiences. Um, I find myself kind of, I'm in a, tra- a life transition right now, and um, and it's weird and it's awkward, but it's also um, amazing and special, and it's been actually, like, quite magical. <laughs> um, so recently I spent um, a lot of time in Panama, and um, my heart was just, like, completely cracked open in every single way, like, from physically was doing like yoga, uh, like yoga practice, um, to spending lots of time in nature and making new friends um, and just getting really close to people that um, felt like home. Does that make sense? Yeah, being close to people that felt like home. Um, And I feel now, even though I'm in this kind of like funny um, transition period, it just feels really, um, it feels really special. And so coming out, coming out of that transition from, like, uh, from my time spent in Panama and doing my, like, yoga teacher training and having all of this incredible work that kind of lies in this magical realm of connection and love and, and beauty. And um, from that, I just feel way more um, open and called to tell the story kind of maybe behind the picture or where I'm feeling, um, in my heart. Yeah. Just being a little bit more transparent.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Thanks. And then, um, let's talk about your job for a little bit. Cause I think from the outside in people go, Oh my God, she's so amazing. Oh my God. And, uh, that it looks so am- wonderful to be able to do. And so did you always know that you wanted to be a photographer and what was your process in that blooming into that photographer
1: yeah um I get this a lot like I'll run into people and they'll be like oh my god your life and that's what I mean by Instagram is weird because it doesn't tell the whole story um and uh Instagram is a place where I share um, light and love and stories that inspire. And sometimes, you know, I'll be a little bit more real about the things that are difficult in life, but it certainly isn't uh, an entire picture of of my life, nor is it an entire picture of anyone's life. How could it be? Our lives are so textured and rich and layered, and there's peaks and valleys um, that we navigate. And, of course, we're not going to put everything online because uh, even though vulnerability is beautiful, it's also... um, something that's earned, like that kind of trust. Um, and I, right now, don't need to tell 12,000 people, like, you know, my whole, everything, do you know? But I, I will share a lot. Um, so when it comes to photography and when people do say, oh my gosh, your life, I I agree. Like, I'm, I've been so incredibly, so incredibly blessed with um, being able to live a creative life. And um, so my dad is a photographer, and um, he had a very different career than than me. He kind of um, lived more in like the journalism uh, area, and then worked with different like politicians in the in the French community. Um, that was kind of his space, and mine is more like kumbaya, peace, love, nature. <laughs> um, and uh, but he kind of led an example of what living a creative life looked like. Um, and it's really interesting like like moving towards living a creative life. Um, I think that people believe that it's really difficult and a lot of people feel pulled to that. And I think that's probably one reason that a lot of you are here tonight is that there's like this inner artist or inner creative um, that feels maybe, I don't want to say un- unfulfilled, but just maybe unexplored. Um, And so one of my favorite writers is Elizabeth Gilbert, and she always says, uh, she said this line in her book, Big Magic, that she believes, and I believe this as well, that um, when we are born or when we come into the universe, that the universe hides. Um, beautiful treasures within us and throughout our life journey that it's up to us to kind of um, go on this journey and discover these like beautiful treasures to share Um, and I just love that sort of like metaphor or analogy um, because I think that's so true because I can look around the room even and look at you Rochelle that we all have these beautiful treasures and they're not exactly alike and that's what makes it it's so beautiful um when people do kind of dive into their creative selves so yes I live a a very creative life um but I'm moving towards um and try to continue to move towards what feels like real and true to me and what um I'm trying to unearth the beautiful treasures that are buried within me Mm -hmm. yeah I love that
0: I love that unexplored creativity right so it exists it's there it's just waiting to be discovered. Yeah,
1: and there was a lot of fear. Like, I didn't allow myself or give myself permission to even say that I was a photographer maybe until six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah, it took a while. It's scary. Um, you know, when you you write a beautiful poem to share um, or you anything that you create to put it out into the world, there's like this... Um, that fear of judgment and fear that it's not going to be good enough or not well-received. There's just so much fear around this idea of creativity, um, and it just blocks us from accessing so much beauty within ourselves. Um, And creativity is such a a cool thing because it's contagious. When someone does something inspiring, it inspires you to do something incredible too, right? Um, So... All of that to say is that I think that fear is is bullshit. It's also there to help you not die, but it's
0: also bullshit. bullshit. (laughs) Totally. Um, And so uh, and you and I started prayer Yogi together back in 2012 or 13. And I remember being in your living room and we would just like invite yoga girls to come and let them take pictures, right, and to think about that to where you are now in terms of where you are now too. stop it oh my gosh but it's about you monique let's keep it about you (laughs) deflect deflect uh but to think so from that space so what was the process and even if it's a more technical process of like okay i went from this to deciding for real or saying is bullshit and I'm done. Like what yeah. was the, and in Elizabeth Gilbert, big magic, my favorite is leap and a net will appear. Yeah. Right. So what was, which sounds so scary and not true, but sometimes it's true, you know? Yeah.
1: Um, so <clears throat> the evolution of my photography career is really interesting because, um, so I started shooting a lot with, um, the, Uh, with the company Prairie Yogi that Rochelle and I started together Um, so we were just like two men wearing all the hats or two women (laughs) wearing all of the hats and um, her role became kind of more like vision and leadership admin um, business development and mine became like very creative design photography and I look back at that that time for me and I got all of my like not all of it, because I still make shitty work sometimes, but, like, I got a lot of my um, my growing pains in terms of finding what my style was and learning a lot. So, through Prairie Yogi, I was in charge of, like, doing all of these, like, beautiful shoots or what I thought were beautiful at the time. Now, looking back, I'm like, <laughs> Um But... Uh, it, it was such a beautiful time to grow and learn and discover and play without like this crazy pressure of having to perform for like a client because technically I, I was the client. So um, so from that I started to kind of shoot weddings and then things really picked up um, and when I was ready to kind of um, propel myself and say that I'm gonna do photography full-time and live this creative life full-time um. I had sorted out all of the growing pains, so I knew how to operate my business properly. Um, I knew every sort of, like, the workflow that was involved, so I didn't necessarily take on too much work. I knew what my style was, and people knew when they hired me what my style was as well, so that was really nice, Um, and then so what's happened is that uh, it's really cool because I the the, starting in the yoga space it's like it's just continued and um i feel so grateful for it because i just continue to meet these incredible people um from all of the world and now depending on the projects that i'm doing it's like i've got friends that i know that are really heart-centered and have sort of the same values as me so we can connect on that level and um and yeah it's just been it's just been the coolest amazing yeah
0: um where should I go? Let's go to so at a very hard time in my life, um, you gave me a book about the journey that I'd already read the book when I was early when I was younger, but it was the, at the perfect time. It was Paulo Coelho's The Alchemist, and you gave it to me at this perfect time in my life that was so supportive and exactly the words I needed to hear, and so in your year of shifts and transitions and life of shifts and transitions, what are your top three books that have those words that have supported you through that? Ooh, top three books. Um,
1: I'm reading Brene Brown right now, uh, Darren Greatly, Daring Greatly. Um, so she's on my bedside, you know, women who run with the wolves, like it's so tattered, but it just keeps coming back. So right now, um, that's the book that travels with me. Um, she's a big one. I have, like, the large, the large, like, I know there's a condensed version I should probably invest in. It's probably $12, but, <laughs> to travel with me, but I also like having, like, a big proper book. I can, like, it's, like, highlighted, and there's, like, dog-eared everywhere, so I would say, yeah, um, Daring um, Women Who Run With the Wolves, and, um, oh man, Untethered Soul. Yeah. Untethered Soul, for sure. Yeah, that one's just like really, really beautiful book. But, but honestly, I've been devouring books lately. Like since, um, so I mentioned I was just in Panama. Um, I did my yoga teacher training, and one of the one of my my friends' staff is here too. She went through the yoga teacher training with me, and it was such um such a profound experience. And yeah, I've just been reading like a like a wild person, but. Um, um but yeah that time in the jungle was like really really special um we did our teacher training with Alex Mazerol, who um is also part of the Prairie Collective um and Ashley Burdure who you've just recently interviewed on the podcast so she's episode two yeah check her out she's amazing so we did our teacher training um with them which was long overdue for me like I still sort of can't believe that i I mean, now I'm a yoga teacher, but as of a few months ago, I wasn't. Um, so that felt
0: really nice. But Side yeah, note, yeah. did you know that Allie and Ashley were both born in Winnipeg? I did know that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Prairie girls. Good Prairie girls. <laughs> um, let's shift to... Uh, so you're a yoga teacher now. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Um, you're, I hear Finally. you're teaching a class at Prairie Snowflake. Yeah. But that aside, um, what is your plan with that where are you going to take that on your creative journey is it a part of your I think so you know like um I feel as though the universe
1: is kind of guiding me more and more towards, um, holding space for women. Um, I host photography workshops for women and, um, I was thinking about, you know, this podcast coming up and what we're going to chat about. And I was thinking about my photography workshops and I love it so much. It's so fun to um, bring women together and teach them something creative, something new, um, have women connect. Uh, but I was laughing at, to myself because, um, we always do kind of like a, a bit of like a connection aspect that has nothing to do with, photography or creativity but just more so like women coming together and sharing um and often what happens is women will cry (laughs) and it's my favorite part of the workshop because i'm like yes sing it say what's real like i and and so um so through the teacher training and um through just uh the work that i'm doing um uh the clients that i've that I've been having, um, I, and through my writing and the way that sort of Instagram's feeling really great with sharing, um, through all of that, um, I could see uh, more offerings in that, in that space in that way, um, because I just, yeah, I absolutely love women, um, also, if you identify as a woman, you're included in that, in that title, women, but, um, but yeah, it just feels really, really nice. So, Amazing. Yeah, thank you. I look forward
0: to being a student. Yeah, well, we'll cool. see what 2020 brings. But Amazing, Ac- really and lovely. that's a great segue. Yeah, thank you. What's 2020 for you? Um, so I wrote about this.
1: It's going to be a continuation of um, the way that I've been living the past few months. It's like, man, it's been really wild and really, really fun. Like, I feel like as though I've had some life experiences that I'm... Um, like have come out of almost like the movie have you guys seen the the life of pi yeah, okay, so half is yes and half is no, so I'll tell you about it. <laughs> so there's this part in the movie where um, the main character is sitting on this kind of like raft barge and he puts his hands in the water and the water starts to kind of illuminate. He's in the middle of the ocean and it's like this the most magical bioluminescence you've ever seen. Like it just lights up and um, and so like there's, you know, there's been like little aspects of the... Of, of, It was actually like exactly like that (laughs) um in my life like really really cool experiences that um that I'm not ready to share yet but um but just that really have um cracked my heart open and have made me feel closer to um like the me me like the, the the soul inside of me um yeah I see like some heads nodding and I just love that so much so yeah yeah Yeah. So that's what's 2020. Hopefully more bioluminescence, um, maybe some women's workshops. um,
0: Some yoga. Some
1: yoga, um, photography, continuing to work with um, clients that are really aligned with um, the way that I want to move through life. Yeah. Yeah. Connection and beauty and soul.
0: And... um, I love this in your bio and I saw it on one of your posts recently about wanting to live your life like a moving prayer. Mm-hmm. And then so um, from my experience and take the religious connotation out of the word prayer, um, The to pray there, there's a ritual to it. So in that living your life like a big beautiful prayer, what's the ritual piece? What are the pieces that... Uh, you integrate on the daily, or weekly, or seasonally, or whatever it is, as part of that prayer. Um, I used to be obsessed with uh, Tim Ferriss's
1: podcast, and I'd be like, tell me, tell me every, like, great leader's, uh, um, like, morning rituals, like, do they drink lemon water with... Apple cider vinegar and like journal in the morning and all of that. Like I just I just devoured that. I'm like, what does Oprah do in the morning? Like I want to do I want to do that. Do that. Um, but um, my rituals because life is quite busy and I've been traveling a lot. Um, my rituals are really simple. I bring um, some incense with me and I light it when I just kind of want to like create a nice space. I move my body every day. Um, sometimes it's yoga, often it's yoga. Um, sometimes it's running. Um, sometimes it's like rolling around on the ground yoga nidra style (laughs) just you know light stretching Um, but yeah moving my body um, I love incense um, reading just staying grounded it's not necessarily like an abc sort of ritual but it's more so um, remaining grounded and staying close to what feels true
0: yeah So, and you've mentioned this a bit that you travel quite a bit for work, and that Instagram is this weird thing. And I think you can easily get caught up in the oh, I would love if I could just travel all day, every day. What's the worst thing about traveling all oh, the time? God. You guys, I got puked on.
1: (laughs) I got puked on in Kelowna. Like, um, this would have been in June. Oh, you guys, I have so many stories. Somebody died on my airplane one time. Like, yeah, it's crazy. So just so you know, Instagram's not like this wild tale uh, of... Yeah, all amazing all the time, but I'll tell you the story of getting barfed on. Um, I was coming home from Kelowna, uh, which is a beautiful um, sort of like vineyard, uh, wine country area in Canada, it's really, really stunning. Um, But I was just sitting on the plane and upon landing, there was a fellow in front of me who lost his lunch and um, it just landed on, um, on not not like crazy, it was more like a sploosh rather than like a full whatever, but I you know everyone's cringing. <laughs> Um, but yes, I would say that would be one of the toppers for sure. Um, but you know, like missed flights, I, f- I feel like 2019 was, has been my worst travel. I mean, it's been incredible and such a blessing, but also logistics wise, it's just been tons of canceled flights and um, yeah, just like weird travel stuff. I've never lost a bag and I usually travel carry on, but they lost a bag in Costa Rica once. Whatever. I feel like I'm complaining, so I'm just going to say Nothing. <laughs>
0: I was just looking for something yeah. real, right? Yeah, the bar, yeah, yeah, the bar, totally. The bar yeah, I got, was I got real. puked
1: on. Yeah. And I bet you were yeah.
0: super nice about it, too. Uh,
1: <laughs> yep, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I feel called out. <laughs> should I have not
0: been? No, nah, you should have been. I should have yeah. said, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, and, and for those of you who have ever met Monique, you probably know that she is the compliment queen, and the very first thing she will do every single time that you see her is give you a compliment. And... At first, of course, I made fun of you for it. But now I realize that it's why you're so good at what you do. And it's because it's real and authentic. But immediately people will let down their guard, right? Um, Hmm. And if you're trying to capture people, their essence, make them feel comfortable enough to share their soul with you, they can't be guarded.
1: Yeah, I mean, connection. there's so much about, especially portraiture, um, is so rooted in connection and, like, authenticity. Like, really having a proper connection with somebody because you can feel it. Like, I can feel it if somebody has a guard up. Um, I can feel if there's a tension in the room. I can, like, I can, I'm can. really, really sensitive to energy and always have been. And I can navigate it, but I, it also means... That I'm re- I'm I'm very aware of of whatever's happening. Sometimes I can't name it, um, but I can feel that something's up. So um, if I'm in a portrait session, let's say for example, um, I'll will stop it and I'll just touch base and put the camera away and be like, what's how how are you, <laughs> what's what's going on, how are things? Yeah, cool. Let's talk about it. You know, because sometimes it's just. Uh, I, got a parking ticket or, oh, you know, but sometimes it's much bigger than that, and um, and so what comes with connection and, like, creating this sort of, like, authentic exchange, because it is this beautiful dance between a photographer and their subject, um, there has to be this sort of um, real connection, otherwise you're not going to feel it and see it in the pictures. It'll be flat. It'll be so flat, and um, there won't be a story there because you're not capturing an actual story.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, The 50. Yeah, the 50. 50. It's January 2nd. (laughs) And I feel like collectively, you know, people are trying to think, I hate the word resolution. And I think that collectively, we're also kind of moving past that, like, oh, Two days ago, it was okay for me to eat donuts, but today it's not anymore. P.S. I always think it's okay to eat donuts, but... (laughs) The 50. Yeah. So, and this is where actually if we circle back to that first question of opening up is where I feel in being your number one follower. I did get a notification on Facebook the other day that I'm Pantel Photography's top fan and asked if I wanted a badge. That doesn't surprise me though. Thanks, girl. Appreciate it. So (laughs) so anyways, so being your top fan. Yeah. Cool. If I could pinpoint a moment, the 50 would have been the beginning of this sharing a little bit more personal piece. So can you tell us a little bit about The 50? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, of course
1: I can tell you about it. So I've got a workshop um, called The 50 at Prairie Loves Snowflake coming up um, February 1st and 2nd. And I'm very excited about it. So um, The 50 started actually in 2012. So it was a really long time ago. I was still in school. I was in college. And... um, Every week, we had to kind of come up with a blog. Like, like just write anything, something. I have somebody who's in my program here, actually. Hi, Lauren. (laughs) Um, And I remember where I was sitting. It was in the living room. And in the afternoon, I was at home. And I was like, I'm just going to write this list. And I'm going to call it the 50. And it was the second blog, like, actual blog platform I've ever written on it's like looking back it's I don't want to say embarrassing because you know we're, we're all coming from somewhere we're all on a journey but um but so I called it the 50 is the title and basically it was a list from one to 50 of things that I wanted to do in my life before I died um, and it was something that I'd never thought about before um, because first of all we don't often think about our own Um, mortality (laughs) Um, and we also don't really think that hard about the things that we want to create in our lives like we often kind of um, at least for me the way I used to be um, was not really coming from a place of lack but being like I wish I wish I wish and I think that there's something really powerful in writing down your intentions and and also thinking about them Especially intentions and experiences that you want um, in life that are that are rooted actually in experience and less um, in material um, material things. So, uh, so the 50 is like this amazing list, and the, and it doesn't have to be like go to Africa on a safari go to Thailand, like all of these things that cost a lot of money and um, are really time um, intense. Also, the first thing on my 50 list in 2012 was make dinner for my grandparents at my house. And I did that and they're not around anymore. They passed away over the past couple of years. And I look back at that list and it just makes me feel so much. It makes me feel like how awesome and how grateful I was to actually sit down and be like, this is something that will bring me joy in life, and it's a beautiful memory that I get to keep for as long as I can remember it. Um, So the 50 is this thing, and so I came across it in the fall. I was looking through an old blog, and anyways, it came up, this 50, and I started laughing because I was like, shit, I've done 26 of these, (laughs) and it's only been like seven years, you know? I was like, I gotta write my 50 again. And, um, and I shared it on Instagram, and it really lit up. Like for some reason, people are quite um, magnetized by the idea of it, even though it's quite simple, you know? It's like, write a list of what you want in your life, but I think that there's so much more to it. Um, it's, uh, it's got this sort of, I think the mag- being magnetized by it is this idea that you sort of have, um, you have like reign over, um, over your life that you could write something down and actually make it happen. And of course we know this, but at the same time, we sort of get caught up in the rhythms of life. And once you put energy and and um, pen to paper of, of your intentions, they become
0: so much more real and so much more powerful, don't you find? Mm-hmm, well, yeah. and what I loved about the 50, um, doing it myself is, and, and I for sure have 50 places in the world I wanna see, but once I started writing, you know, and got the big ones out there, it's kind of like, well, I want more to. Let fifty is uh, the, the number. Fifty is what I find so impactful about it, because yeah, I'm sure everyone here has like ten places they have to go to. Okay, you get those down, and then you're like, oh, okay, what else? Yeah, what else? That's what right, else. That's 50, and yes. that's the power of the fifty. Is the higher the the number? It begs the question. Okay, well, it's more than... It's, it's amazing. So um,
1: even today, actually, I had a friend share her 50 with me, and number, like, 41 was hold a monkey. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> I had another girlfriend that was like, milk a cow. I'm like, yes. Like, these are really weird, funny life experiences that will add to the richness of your life. And at the end of the day... Um, when we die because that's inevitable um no one's gonna say (laughs) she had a really nice Louis Vuitton collection you know no people are gonna say this is how she lived her life this is how she moved through the world these are the people that she impacted this is what she brought to my life and um and that's what I love about the 50 is that you really consider what you want
0: um, in this life, because it's such a gift, yeah. Hmm. And I do think you're right. There's power in writing it down, and then also leaving it be. Totally, I right? forgot about it. Yeah, somehow got to 26 of them, which but, is crazy. But that asking of the yeah. what else, yeah, right, and getting there. I love that. I yeah. love the 50. Do
1: you remember when we went? So Rochelle and I went to Wonderlust, and it's actually where um, we sort of burst. Birthed this idea of um, creating Prairie Love Festival. So it was in Copper Mountain, and we one of the one of the sort of speakeasies was given by this man. He's a writer. Rolf his name Rolf Gates. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's that amazing. Was life-changing. That he talk. was amazing, yeah. And mm-hmm. so he wrote this book called Meditations on the Mat, and I have my signed copy at home. And I came across it um, probably two or three days ago. And I had written notes in it from his um, from his lecture. And what he wrote was, I'm going to paraphrase here, but essentially that your eyes go to what you write down, so write down everything. Um, and I've really taken that to heart. I write every morning in my journal, and um, and I feel like that's um, one of the uh, ingredients of the recipe to um,
0: this life that I am really blessed to live. Yeah. That's an amazing book, Meditations yeah. from the Mad. Yeah. I remember after that speakeasy, Monica and I both looked at each other. We have to buy the book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> We're buying the book. Sign it. <laughs> love you, Rolf. You're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool he guy. He's incredible. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, amazing. That was so wonderful. And I think uh, I'd love to open it up. If anyone has uh, a question, they're inspired to ask. And so the question from Jill, thank you, um, was, how do you deal with negative energy? Ooh, that's a really
1: good question. Uh, how do I deal with negative energy? Mm, it depends on how much I have to interact with it and how much it's in my life. Like, is this person around a lot? Um, am I uh, in a contract bounded to them? Uh, you know, <laughs> um, or is this someone just sort of passing through my life, or is it maybe someone at the airport in front of me at Tim Hortons having a real rough time? Um, so I think that's kind of like the first thing is that how much how much interaction and how bound am I to to this person this person? Um, And then from that, uh, if people are just really, like, their lives don't really necessarily affect me, I'll just distance myself physically from it. Um, Usually, I think in every situation, I would distance myself physically from it. Um, But, man, it's rough. When people are just all the bad vibes, it's so hard. Like, um, sometimes what I'll do is I'll have, like, it's rare, but, you know, when interactions do happen, I'll just kind of, like, go into my car and I'll just, like, kind of, like, wipe away that energy and just kind of be like, ugh, like, I'll acknowledge it and be like, okay, bye, like, you know, or sometimes with, like, I'll roll the windows down and just kind of try and get, like, fresh air and just be like, ugh, you know, or or just remind myself that it's not about me, because it's not when someone's sort of in this sort of spiral of negativity, it's not often you that's, that's pr- propelling you, and also it's such a waste of energy to kind of get drawn into that, you know, negative space,
0: um, so... Yeah, does that answer your question? Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so the question from Fallon was, from the transition to prairie yogi to wedding photographer was one thing we talked about, but how did you transition from Winnipeg wedding photographer to international brand photographer?
1: Um, so I wish I had a recipe to share because it's real cool and I wish other people could, um, also jump on the the train. It's been such a ride and so fun. Um, but there, there really isn't a, a recipe for it. I think, um, I got some pretty amazing opportunities, uh, and once people saw that I was willing to travel for work, um more opportunities just kind of presented themselves. So it's almost like you open yourself up to the universe and this idea of of doing this kind of work and people um, think of you immediately when you are open to to doing like this kind of work. Um, But that being said, when we were talking about fear earlier, um, I'll never forget. (laughs) I'll never forget I got this email in 2016 and I had just started doing international work probably for about a year, year and a half. And My dream was to go um, and work for an NGO in a developing country and do storytelling there um, and not in like a fluffy kind of way like I really wanted to just kind of be in it um, and I got this email from this woman and she had invited me to come um, to Kenya um, and work for a month um, on their projects there and I remember opening up the email and I probably looked at it for 20 minutes, I just sta- sat there frozen, and then I didn't respond to the email for a week because I just couldn't even believe what had happened. So I was like avoiding fear, like imposter syndrome, how could this ever happen? Also like magical, what is happening? But then I finally, uh, finally answered the email, and she's like, oh, "Amazing." Anyways, it ended up lining up, and it was just such a beautiful experience. And I really hope to to go back and do more work um, with them. That was in the beginning of twenty sixteen, and uh, that's on my on my fifty. Actually, is to go back and do more work with them, but. Um, yeah, there's not necessarily a recipe, but just maybe open it. I know this sounds so woo woo. Oh, I'm like open your soul, right? <laughs> write, it on actually, your fi- write it on your fifty. Write it on your fifty and know. open, open like, up. Here's the recipe. It's called open your soul to the universe. Um, <laughs> but, but like, kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was actually my original fifty. Yeah, it was like go um, and tell a story that's bigger than yourself. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah, Um, and we'll go with Laura, Kayla, and then in the back. And so the question from Laura, oh, that's a great question. The question from Laura is, how do you stay authentic? um, And how can people who are looking to be more authentic, storytellers online, um, tap into that without getting into that line of like, the ewe vulnerability for likes feels? Yeah.
1: So the answer came really quickly to me, but um, like, what's the reason that you're telling the story? Are you telling the story to actually tell the story, or are you telling the story to get comments from other people about like how amazing are you at telling stories? It's so awesome. Um, that's it. Like, If you're telling a story to get attention or likes or comments um, and it's, it's not resonating with people, um, it could not, re- like, the idea of putting um, creative work out there or being, like, I don't want to say vulnerable, but just, like, telling a story um, and not having the worth of um, your story being um, ba- being attached to how other people respond to it, you know? If you feel like you're telling this story from, like, your heart and this is how you see it um, and... You feel like you're telling a beautiful story. Who cares if anybody comments? You know, like when I'm writing something, I'm not like, oh, and then oh, and then and then maybe this will make somebody cry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like no, <laughs> um, I I don't even think about like what the reaction will be or what like the comments will be. And and maybe that's like part of maybe what I was was scared of and just putting like magic. Sparkle emoji, you know, um, because I know that I, I, I have, um, really, really, be- I, I, I experience these, like, really incredible, beautiful souls and beautiful stories all of the time, um, and I've just, I've, I've been sort of, uh, struggling with, like, is it my place to tell people stories, like, I'm a photographer, but I'm, but I'm also a writer, and this is kind of, I'm, like I said, I'm in this transition period of, um, accepting myself, um, um, and leaning into more of my, my, my writer creative identity inside of myself. So the response has been great, but I'm also not tied to if one person comments or 100 people
0: comment. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, cool. So Kayla's question is um, how the recipe for the release of the fear, imposter syndrome, wondering if anyone's going to care, and um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so we were talk- We keep talking about fear because it's so connected to living a creative life and um, creating in general. Um, I read something recently in Big Magic, actually, like I'd read it years and years ago, but, um, but I just recently read um, that there's this beautiful sort of like relationship with creativity and fear, um, and you can invite it along for the ride, but it doesn't have any place in like the driver's seat or touching the radio or anything. It's like, you can ride with me, but like you don't get to say where we're going um so the idea of like acknowledging that fear exists like hi i see you fine but you're not going to actually interrupt what i'm doing because it's important and it feeds my soul that's how i feel Um, but yeah the fear is the biggest thing that held me back for so many years like um and it still does like it still shows up like who you know it's like this gremlin voice like this sabotage kind of voice that's like (laughs) who are you (laughs) yeah who are you like no uh but but just acknowledging that it's there it's like fine I hear you that's fine but um doesn't matter what the outcome is uh, I really feel so connected to creating and living a creative life um here I am anyways and I'm still going to move
0: forward with what I'm doing yeah Amazing, welcoming the fear.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. You yeah. can ride it's, it's with part me. Of, it's part of the recipe. Yeah, it's yeah. part of the recipe. Yeah.
0: Well, no, and um, uh, trying to push it away or saying it's not there is not real. Yeah, right? totally. Yeah. And we'll do one more. Sure. And so the question is from Catherine. Thank you. Um, magic. It's feeling. What does it feel like? What does it look like?
1: Oh, man. Listen, my life has been decorated with magic. Um, From the time that I was born, I was adopted. Um, We could sit here for six hours and I could tell you the tales of synchronicities and um, um, chance interactions and beautiful unfoldings that have happened in my life. Um, And that's what I think magic is. Magic is those inexplicable, um, magical moments that you really don't have an answer for but they are real and they've happened um as like you feel like the universe is just conspiring something beautiful for you um that's what I think magic is magic is that feeling of um sometimes disguised as fear of you wanting to like move towards something or being inspired like this magnificent inspiration um magic is Uh, Joy and belly laughing magic is when you connect with somebody who you feel so like in a vibe with you know like magic is nature magic is bioluminescence and waterfalls and butterflies and rainbows like I uh Um, magic is all of those things but especially I think magic is is these like incredible synchronicities that happen in life um, when you are open to seeing them
0: and listening to them yeah that's what I think magic is amazing that's so wonderful And, and I have to say that I feel that the magic of the universe has brought you into my life over and over again from when we were in junior high, high school. We can't kick each other. know <laughs> we can't. And conspiring over and over again to bring us together. And I believe in magic, and I'm so thankful for you and all the magic you bring into the world and share with our collective and your community. And, and uh, I'm super grateful for you. So um, tell people where they can find you if they want to connect with you, practice with you hire you to take their picture how do they all the things all the things all the
1: things uh so you can find me at my website it's pantelphoto.com i'm also on instagram monique m o n i q e underscore pantel p a n t e l um and i would say those are the two kind of like top top places to find me amazing
0: yeah or or at
1: an airport near you
0: Well, thank you so much to everyone who showed up tonight, to Monique, to our sound guys, um, and uh, thank you for listening to the Curious Human podcast, and have a wonderful rest of your night.